Good morning and welcome to Saturday Morning Dads. My name's Sean. My name's Curtis. And today we're going to be talking about the 1994-1996 hit movie, The NeverEnding Story, Part 3, Escape from... Uh, what's the world called? What's the... Fantasia. Escape from Fantasia or... Saving Fantasia, depending oh, on what region you I, lived in. I didn't know there was any sub uh, subtitles because those didn't show up on the actual film. This movie was only released in Germany and the United States. It got a full theatrical release in Germany and a limited release in the United States. And they had two different, completely contradictory subtitles. One was like Escape from Fantasia and one was like Saving Fantasia or something like that. They, I forget exactly what they were, but they, they totally contradicted each yeah, other. And neither one of them is uh, descriptive of the actual movie. No. Anyway, so, uh, Curtis, how you been? I've been doing good. been doing good. Um, it's hot. Have you watched In Air? Dallas. I did watch a movie called Air, uh, which is not super relevant because it's been out for a long time. Yep. Um, but that's what we do here. I mean, we're, we're, we're reviewing a movie from 1994 slash 1996. Why are there two, uh, why are there two dates? It was released in Germany two years before it was released in the United States. If I, if I was going to have to guess, I would have said that it did so well that they had a re-release in theaters two years later. No. By popular demand. With you, that was very optimistic of you. Well, but I didn't even know that there was a never-ending story part three. So I had to do a little checking into some stuff. Um, this is the extent of my research. The had a, oh, what do you call that type of music when music in the movie is playing in the movie? It's not just soundtrack. Uh, I call it uh, music that they're listening to in the movie. Like the like the young girl, the stepsister takes off her headphones, and you can hear "Kiss by a Rose" from Seal. Yeah, that song came out after the Germany release. So in Germany, she has to be listening to a different song. Than She's the probably American. listening to something by David Hasselhoff. Probably Hasselhoff. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's got to be. He's the German Seal, is what they call him. He can swim like a seal. Yeah, Baywatch. Yeah, Baywatch, great show. Love that show. Baywatch Nights. You remember that show? Never heard of it. It was when uh, the producers of Baywatch wanted to like merge Baywatch with like an X Files type of uh, um, genre show. So lifeguards had to solve extraterrestrial mysteries. Basically. Well, that sounds perfect. I don't know if it was extraterrestrial. I think there was some element of like um, either supernatural or just like or maybe it was just crime i I can't remember um baywatch nights though check it out i don't think that falls under the purview of lifeguards well wherever where did baywatch take place i watched a great episode of bob's burgers last night with a lifeguarding in it have you seen that episode yet nope uh great, great episode i'm in season two of bob's burgers um, oh man, you got thirteen more glorious seasons to go. One of the greatest shows I've ever seen. Oh, see, it doesn't even really take off till season four. It's so good, it's so good. I'm watching that, and I'm rewatching Arrested Development right now. Re- Arrested Development's fantastic, oh, start man. to finish. It's pure gold all the way through. And I think the my favorite quote from any movie ever gets me every time is it's a banana, Michael. How much could it cost? Ten dollars. <laughs> Lucille. <laughs> Just totally out of touch. Yeah. 
Oh, that's so good. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, yeah, this movie, um, pretty pretty trippy. But before we talk about it, I want to shout out to all our new listeners. I've been seeing them come in. Uh, I want to thank you guys. Those of you who found us on Instagram, glad you're, you could be here. Uh, those of you who don't know we have an Instagram, please follow us. It really helps out a whole lot. Uh, We're on the Instagram. Sean, are we on threads? We have posted one thing on threads. Really? Yes. Wow, we're so man, we're cutting edge. Cutting edge. We're right we're right on the knife's edge of technology. I'm investigating TikTok. You want to have this talk on the air? Sure, let's go. If I bring some cameras in here, how would you feel about that? Um just filming us talking? Yes. As I'm If I put a mount in the middle of the table with a GoPro pointed at your face and my face, yeah. And then I did some video editing and made some TikToks. How would you feel about that? It would be successful. I'm but told, how would you personally feel? Uh I'd be I'd be okay with it, but we're we we might have to have the AI conversation again. Oh yeah. If we blow up, oh, strike that. When we blow up and become super famous. Any day, 2 weeks, that's what we planned for. You know, people are going to just like willy-nilly come back to these episodes uh ai our faces on other people's bodies or create ai characters of us and just totally uh steal steal our our souls basically well i um i think we'll be able to afford a legal team that could really like write some letters uh well when those letters are going to like siberia people in Siberia who are doing the actual AI. I don't know if you've seen a, a movie called Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. That's what I'm afraid of. Oh, yeah. Chip, that was such a good movie. Our, our faces getting erased and redrawn on uh, generic versions of this podcast. Well, that's just more content to feed the masses. The masses are hungry for more Sean and Curtis is what the market demands. You're right. I mean, it's not like my face is not on the interwebs. It's all over. All right. Well, I'll make just TikToks with other pictures for now because GoPros cost a lot of money, um, and I don't want to buy them right now. But we'll figure that out. Or maybe we could sit next to each other and just buy one GoPro. But I think that throw off the vibe. Or like during uh, during the podcast, we can draw each other like court like court artists. It's stenographer. <laughs> like, is that a stenographer? No, those are the type rules. Yeah, they they're like court reporters, right? But uh, yeah, the court artists who draw pictures of OJ Simpson. Man, what classic work. Some of the best colored pencil work out there. Yeah, what do you think they do with those? There's got to be like a building with just all those. Yeah, they're in a manila folder in a, in a filing cabinet. What? Okay, so. Why, why do they do that? Have you, have you heard of Posca pens? <laughs> no. Okay, they are uh, markers. Okay. They cost $25 for a set of eight. Yeah. Uh, some some pricey art markers. You went to art school. You probably have purchased pricey art markers. I have. Um, my daughter Prisma. I use Prisma markers. Well, it's Posca is the cool stuff now. It's like pastel acrylic paint in a marker. I bought them for my daughter. She didn't even ask for them. I just I knew she wanted them. Wow. I bought them for her. I'm the dad of the year because I bought these markers. Uh, she is drawing so many things with them. Nice. I don't. I'm running out of places. I need to buy some more magnets. I don't. No, you know I what? Can't, you, I can't save them all. She's turning no. them out faster than I can save them. You take pictures of them and then you throw them in the trash. 
Oh, okay. Unless there's ones that are really good that you want to keep their ridge. You know, we know some people. Maybe I could turn them into NFTs, and then I could burn them and just be like, see, this is better. Yeah, the act of burning your daughter's artwork becomes the artwork. Mm, Yes. Yes, yes. Then I could be like, I've got them on my phone. They're in my MetaMask wallet. Yeah. And then eventually you can start like running over them with your Ferrari and stuff like that. After you've sold the first couple. Oh, yeah. Well, they're all pretty much just bunnies and cats. Man. Perfect for NFTs. She's she's in a real... (laughs) Tell her to draw some apes. Yeah, she's in a real artistic renaissance period of her life right now. That's great. She started drawing recently two subjects in the same painting, like both a bunny and a cat. That's a big step. That's a big step because you got to start thinking about how... They relate to each other spatially. Yeah, she's not that. She's watching a lot of YouTube about it. She's watching a shout out to Mariah Elizabeth. She's very entertaining. Uh, there are other dads out there with seven year old daughters who know that name. I yeah, give us a it. shout out on your uh, on your YouTube's. Yeah, Mariah Elizabeth. I know you get twenty million views of ten minutes after you post the video, but just say one thing about us. Come on. Just say Saturday morning dads. Those guys buy their daughters expensive markers. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it, please. Yeah. Anyway, you want to talk about uh, Jack Black? I do want to talk about Jack Black. Jack Black's a famous uh, American actor. What was your first exposure to Jack Black? Um, so we used to go on. I have a, a very good recollection of my first encounter with Jack Black. I want to hear it. So we were on a band trip in high school. Hmm, what'd you play? I played the baritone. Oh, what's a baritone? It's like a mini tuba. Oh, sweet. Um, but we would go and like, you know, there'd be like four boys to a, a hotel room and we would always watch HBO. Um, so uh, Jack Black had an HBO show for a very brief time called Tenacious D. You know, you know Tenacious D. I'm very familiar with Tenacious D, but I didn't. I don't know about this HBO show. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was like a. Um, they used to do like Ben Stiller show and stuff like that. Um, it was like a little show where he and Kyle Glass would get up on open mic night and sing some ridiculous songs, and then they'd have like they'd act out like in between like them writing songs and stuff and it was like totally ridiculous it was jack black being his jack blackiest okay um so that's that was my first uh the first time i ever saw jack black and i thought he was basically the funniest human and then i didn't see that show for many many years and it became one of those things where you you don't know if you actually remembered that or if you just made it up just a fever dream just a yeah mandela effect um, but I was listening to Jack Black on a podcast called Smart List the other day. Shout out to Smart List. I know you guys listen. Shout out to Smart List. Um, they have two of my favorite actors on that show and some other guy I don't know. You don't know Sean Hayes? No, Sean you ever, Hayes. Did you, are you familiar with a show called Will and Grace? I am familiar with Will and Grace. Yeah. He was the star of Will and Grace. He was not Will or Grace. He was the funniest person on Will and Grace. Just Jack? Yeah, Jack. I remember the commercials for just Jack very vividly. Yeah, who's Jack? Um, I always wish I could be friends with Karen, but I don't feel like I met her prerequisites for being a friend. I wasn't cool enough to hang out with her, you know? No, 
You weren't. Neither was I. Um, There's a woman in our work who's kind of like, anyway, let's, let's skip that. So, um, oh, yeah, Jack Black. But he was basically talking about that show and how he got discovered because he was basically just like doing whatever with Kyle Glass. And they actually booked an open mic night at some like random bar in L.A. And they played their songs. And um, David Cross was there. He said there was like 12 people there. David Cross was one of them. Oh, that's awesome. And he and Bob Odenkirk actually produced Tenacious D. And they had the hookup from Mr. Show. Yeah. Well, they had the hookup from Ben Stiller's show. I didn't, I don't know about Ben Stiller's yeah. show. Bob Odenkirk was on Ben Stiller's show. I don't know what Ben Stiller's show is. It's called the Ben Stiller Show. Mm-hmm. And it was like back in the MTV, like early 90s, probably mid 90s. I, I guess I just didn't have cable back then. I didn't. I'm just. I. I just discovered all this stuff on a band trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on a band trip. So that's my um, uh, probably way too long history of seeing Jack Black for the first time. I just had a friend that had Tenacious D's first album, and it was awesome. Yeah, it was basically. So the show was basically all the like those songs. Yeah, but with like sketches in between, and then. Um, but before all of this Tenacious D stuff happened, Jack Black was a teenage actor with a receding hairline. Yes. <laughs> Jack Black played a 18-year-old with the hairline of an 81-year-old. Uh, yeah, he had to have been at least 25. He, Yes, he was definitely 25. He, um, he definitely uh, has had hair work. Or he's definitely had plugs. Yeah. I think, well, yeah, he might just have a hairline like that. I don't know. Cause this is, anyway, it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, back. So this is early Jack Black. Um, he was playing a fifth year senior and he was the bully. He was the main bad guy in this movie. Yeah. And he did an excellent job of it. He was fantastic in this movie. He was by far. And this kid, this movie had the kid from Free Willy in it. The kid from Free Willy. But even even with that, Jack Black was the best part of this movie. Yes. Kid, kid from Free Willy was like the third best part of the movie. But Jack Black was way... Goes, way Jack Black, both parents. <laughs> For the wrong reasons. <laughs> For all the wrong reasons, but hilarious reasons. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Bastion. So, okay. So, question number one for me. This kid's name is Bastion. Yes. Is he supposed to be the same kid as in Never Ending Story 1? Yes. I guess so, because everybody in Fantasia remembers him. This movie was filmed, uh, what would that be, 10 years after the first one, just about? Yes. Yeah. But took place the year after the first one. Yeah, it was not the same actor. No, clearly not. <laughs> All right, so do you want to get into this story? The story is um, one of the all-time greats. I would like to point out that the princess was the same princess, right? Was it? I don't. I mean, I think the be princess, ten years later, because she looked older than she looked older. But I mean, the girl who played the princess in the original one had to have like been in her twenties. Well, I guess that could be the same one, but 
I watched I did not this. check. <laughs> I would like to say up front that I watched this movie on YouTube. Oh, so did I. Now, I think I watched a different version. You watched the one broken out in eight p- parts, right? Nine parts, yes. Nine parts. So I made that beautiful um, video for our Instagram with the rock monster. Yeah. A great meme. A lot of traction on that meme. Um, and uh, I got it from the version you watched. Because okay. the version I watched was in like 13p. It was I think so I st- low res. I think I started on that version. And then I was like, I cannot, I cannot do this. I couldn't, you couldn't like... It was a v- See anybody's faces? You couldn't make out faces. It was like being a blind person or someone who with like <laughs> serious visual impairment trying to just watch a, it, a it film. W- it was definitely there. there was like, were there were details I missed because I didn't visually see them. It was but, light and dark blurs, basically yes. moving around on the screen. And I watched, and also I watched it on my new TV. So it was. <laughs> It was this, I swear it was like 188p resolution, oh. stretched out over 65 glorious inches, did did not do it any favors, and there was like VH, VHS lines on it every now and then. Yeah, you would have been better off watching it on your phone. Yeah, but I, I was already laying down. <laughs> so I don't You were know. able to lay down and make it through this movie? I put I put on my comfy pants, I laid down. And I watched this movie. How many times did you fall asleep during the movie? Zero. I watched what? it. I watched it uh, straight through. Now, was the version that you watched on YouTube, was it all in one piece? It was all in one piece. Okay. I watched a playlist, which I don't, I mean, I guess you have to buy this on VHS. Otherwise, I couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah. It, yeah. You would, as far as I could tell, you could only buy it on VHS on eBay for like a considerable sum of money. Because it was only ever made once, like, yeah. Um, I can see why you know nobody would want to spend the money to like produce DVDs of this thing. Yeah, because it was dumb, but it had Jack Black in it. I so will say, I think maybe I could re-release it. Maybe I win the lottery, not the big four hundred million dollar lottery, but like a scratch off, get two hundred k, buy the rights. Slap Jack Black on the cover. Who knows? Jack Black might own the rights. Yeah, he's having a big resurgence right now because he was Bowser. Yeah, have we? We didn't do that movie, did we? No, we did not do that movie. But I've seen it a number of times. Oh, I have too. I've seen it many, many times. And uh, yeah, he killed it as Bowser. Yeah, he did. And that Peaches song is the number one banger of the summer. It's sweeping the nation. Number oh yeah, well I listened to it. Um, I'm going to say 25 times a week on average. The only song my kids like more is the Macaroni song. Have you yeah, ever? I haven't had the pleasure. No. It is a parody of All Star by the Smash Mouth uh, about how the world is macaroni. And it ends in just a whole bunch of fart sounds. And my kids <laughs> laugh at it every time. They want to listen to it again. Wow. Fortunately, it's only 45 seconds long. Um Part two and part three don't really capture the beauty and simplicity of part one, but they do show off the technical prowess of whatever dude uploaded this to Spotify. Anyway, Jack Black, Bowser, uh, Peaches, great song, and he doesn't do anything musical in this movie. No, but he is like the most serious high school bully of all time. He really takes it like a job. I mean, he is... uh, 
I don't know what Bastion did to him on that first day, but Jack Black and his gang of 45-year-old high schoolers are just hell-bent on ruining Bastion's life. Now, can we just point out that they are industrial punk goths and like really live up that 90s industrial punk goth aesthetic? There's a bald girl. Yeah, they, I mean, leather, a lot of pla- latex boots. <laughs> yes, they are a gang of. Um, if you saw them on his, on the street, you would be like, "Those are five actors." Yes, <laughs> 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 who I am not scared of. Um, but uh, Jack Black was funny. I don't think. At the time, it would have been funny because you wouldn't have all the other context of Jack Black being funny because he wasn't funny in the movie. He, he was... It was just funny seeing him. Yeah, but he, he was definitely putting a little flair on his performance that made it enjoyable yeah. to watch in a comedic way. And he had, But he had his Jack Black like mannerisms yes. that were probably not funny if that's the only thing that you've ever seen Jack Black in. Oh, yeah, fair enough. So anyway, we should point out that the start of this movie is not the start of the story. So this no. starts out, Bastion is in school, first day. Yep. And he does something to make the bullies mad. Well, he's just being chased. He, by the bullies. By the bullies. And oh yeah, we don't know what he did to make him mad yet. He's just being chased. Yep. And he ducks into the library. Now, this is he's in a new town, we quickly learn. And the old man from the first movie that had the magic book is now the librarian at this high school and has the magic book casually sitting on a shelf in the high school. Yeah, just for uh, for anyone to check out. Yes. Um, the most powerful relic in all of two lands, just casually. Yeah, in the, in the reference section. In the reference section. Um, I guess it is a reference book, so you can't check it out. You can look at it in the library and, but just, and, and dominate both worlds from the library. What just beautiful writing it is. Just what wonderful thought went into this. I love it that it's just like poetry. It rhymes. The old, same old man, the same book in the new town. Just coincidentally, yeah, it really demonstrates and, how fate just works in mysterious yeah. ways. So, so Bastion is being chased uh, by these bullies. He ducks into the library, sees the old man. Not really surprised to see him at all. It's just like, oh, you are here now, like, cool. And then he sees the book. He's like, oh, the Neverending Story, cool, like cool, like oh, that that uh, that book that is magical and like drastically changed your life. Uh, just happens to be in this new school library, and you're not that surprised. You know what? It didn't really change his life. It took him on a. You don't think it? Well, you don't think that that was the one defining moment in his life up until that part? It was life point? defining, but it didn't change his life because here we see him. Because in that movie, he it was did, chased by bullies. Yeah, and he stood up to the bullies in the in the end uh well he didn't stand up to his the bullies uh his wish dragon came and got yeah, him yeah a a giant pomeranian chased or uh maltese chased him off um but the, oh man uh, i can't wait to get into falcor in falcor in this movie was anyway um he, <laughs> but he was he's just he had bully problems um, moved to a new school, still has bully problems. Nothing yeah, but changed. he's but he's fine with it now. <laughs> <laughs> he's more. He, he's got yeah. serenity about it. He's got. But these are bigger and badder bullies. So, um, 
But then we go back to like the he, beginning of the story, right? When they and yes. we're, sh- we're shown that they are he's moving. His, his dad and him are moving. His mom's no longer in the picture. Yeah. His dad found a new hottie. Oh yeah. Got remarried, and uh, the the stepmom has a sister. The same age. Who they got? Wait, married. the stepmom has a daughter, a, not a sister. A daughter. Her sister. She may have a sister, but that's irrelevant. A daughter. Yeah, she has a daughter who's the now, same age as Bastion. This lady and this man got married, mm-hmm. and Bastion and this girl have never met each other. Never met. <laughs> never. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even think of that what a great point like welcome to your new home this is your new mom who i married um you know her but this is your new sister who you've never met never met she lives one town over just logistically it didn't work out like we never should be the most angry kid on the planet (sighs) and the sister is more angry the sister's Uh, going through a bit of a uh, she's going through some stuff but sister is emotional um I love the move in, the move in scene. Um, I really enjoyed because the only thing that you see them actually moving is the biggest trophy I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a world championship like bowling trophy. Huge! It's like it's multiple, it's like six feet tall. <laughs> it's six feet tall and a good four feet wide. Uh, and the, yeah, that's the only thing that you see them moving from the truck to the house is this massive. It trophy. makes the Stanley Cup look, you know, small. Yeah, it dwarfs the Stanley Cup. Yeah, um, it's a uh, lot anyway, of wood. It's a wood-based trophy. I made a note of that because that was really funny to me for some yeah. reason. And then Bastion has all of his belongings in one box. One box. Um, so the girl, uh, but the girl is visibly having a really hard time she's crying her mom is uh trying to console her um and then one (laughs) not even a scene later in the same scene the dad comes into the picture and then they're like grab assing each other (laughs) in front of the daughter just like (laughs) yeah can't wait to consummate this bad boy yeah so um yeah just in the girl's room like the dad comes in and they're like (laughs) Um, and uh, again, one of the reasons why the parents are probably my favorite characters in this movie. They're so weird. Yep. Uh, and also where, where would you say the mom fits in the pantheon of Saturday morning dad's bad moms? I mean, this is up there, right? She is probably the weirdest mom that we've seen so far. A, a lot of 10 out of 10 weirdness. Like, yeah. she's so odd and has no clue how to take care of children. No. She has a daughter who is the same age as Bastion, but she does not know what to do with she Bastion. She was on those 90s um, anti-depression medicines, and it really made you lose. She definitely felt like she was on something. She was on sleeping pills. But I don't think the actress was on something. I think the actress made a decision that this is the way I'm going to play this I'm lady. Play this mom with no confidence and just mid tier, like charisma. Yeah, and then the dad's like the opposite. He's like, "This is how you got to treat kids." So I looked up the mom. The dad um, looked really familiar too. Yeah, I did not look up the dad, but I did look up the mom, and she was in. 
some really i forget never mind man that was oh man that was a really disappointing part of the podcast that was poor podcasting she was in a really big action flick that was jean-claude van damme in it yes because that seems about like her level of acting it, it was like blood sport but i don't know if it was blood sport but she was in a big 80s action movie and then really nothing else besides oh, this man in but our she, new in our spinoff podcast, we gotta talk about blood sport. Just for daddy? Yeah. Do well, call it just, we're not gonna call it that. It's That's, called just for daddy. No. Trademark, 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 register, oh, TM, 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 I, TM. No, we're not we're not doing that. Just for Papa? How about just for dad? Just for Papa. I'll this podcast is called Saturday Morning Dads. That podcast should be called Just for Dad. Daddy. No. Alright, we'll talk about it off air. Okay. Um, so that night, so first day was really hard. Everybody just getting to know their new family, never met them before. Uh, and the, the girl, sister, the sister picks up a guitar and sings, uh, plays the guitar and sings, uh, this really lovely song. Yes. That goes on for a long time. I think we skipped the fact that she was listening to Seal. Yeah. Well, no, we, we talked about it. Okay. We talked about how David Hasselhoff was probably the... But I just want to point out that this was the part in which she was... In case people were excited to hear us talk about Seal, when the mom came in to say, like, stop being mean about your new brother you've never met before, uh, she took off her headphones and was blasting Kiss by a Rose. Man, they probably blew half the budget on that license. Uh, yeah. And uh, this was this... And I listened to... The entirety of the soundtrack to Batman Forever after I watched this movie. <laughs> and then I listened to it again the next day at work. Wow. Uh, it's a banging soundtrack. Is Seal, is Seal featured prominently on Batman Forever? Kiss by Rose was from that soundtrack. Was it really? Kiss by Rose was from I the Batman not, Forever soundtrack. I did not realize that. Um, Baby! Gotta be better than the Batman soundtrack with Prince. That was a that was a low point for Prince. Yeah, Bat Dance, not a not a banger. Uh Method Man did a custom whole cloth song for the Riddler. He did the theme song for the Riddler, played by Jim Carrey. That's some real nineteen ninety four stuff right there. That's good. That's good. Uh that's good podcasting. Yeah. You've made up for the for the Forgetting what movie the mom was in. For the blunder you made earlier. I'm sorry. Um so let's talk about the mom. Some more. Yes. We don't have to. I just came to the part in my notes where it says the mom is super weird. Yes, the mom is super weird. Um, so Bastion, well, here's the part where that's super weird. So the daughter uh, plays her five-minute song solo. Um, would you classify this movie as a musical? Because half the movie is people singing, but it's only two songs. There, it's a music-heavy. It's a musical adjacent. Mu- yeah. Music features heavily in it, yeah, um, but not in a good way. Uh, so there's that song, random song. We never come back to the fact that she's a musician or the, anything like that. This I want to take a second to talk about the stepsister. Her character is all over the place, and I realize people in real life are allowed to be multifaceted and be all over the place. But I want my teen girls in a '90s movie to be, you know, pegged in a hole, just like they are this one thing. She's a little bit goth and angsty. She mm-hmm. can play guitar and sing, you know, 90s Sheryl Crow slash Jewel style songs. Yep. Remember Jewel? Oh, man. Gosh. Loved Jewel. Loved Jewel. Um, she can 
But she also, like, when she gets the opportunity, she loves going to the mall and just, like, getting a bunch of free ritzy clothes. Yeah, um, she's bad. She, I would classify her as a bad person. Like, they should have just picked one thing. Just, like, make her a prep, make her a soch, make her a greaser, make her a goth. Make back, her- back to Jewel. <laughs> yeah, I love Jewel. Did you love Jewel or did you love Jewel because the girls in your high school loved Jewel? I was uh, I was a little younger than you. Oh, so that's true. Jules, Jules, uh, element late elementary school for me. So I loved Jewel because my mom loved Jewel. Oh, okay, I think I I, uh, I think I only listened to Jewel because the girls in my high school were like crazy about that album. Now, when I when Jewel came out, I will say my mother's best friend, a very wo- lovely woman. Her mm-hmm. name was her, her name is Carrie. She had teenage daughters who were in high school that often oh. would babysit me, and they loved Jewel. Yeah, anything they did, I thought was cool. One yeah. of them, one of them had a T bird. What? Yes, she was cool. She was cool, right? She had a T bird, like a like a old like Smoking the Bandit T bird. No, like a oh the new style, like the new or the new style in the nineties. Yeah, she had a when the Camaro came out and then T bird came out and they looked. Almost exactly identical. the same. The F1 body style was called. And then the other one had a Cabrio Alley from Volkswagen. The was like a convertible oh, yeah, yeah. Golf. Those were cool. Yeah, and it was. They weren't cool at the time, though. I believe it was featured in Clueless, so yes. it was cool at the time. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so those, those are the girls that used to babysit me. Shout out to them. I know they're they're avid listeners. Yeah, they had horses. What? Yeah. She had a T-bird and a horse. Yeah. They were cool. Where did you... What? Oklahoma. Oh, there you go. I didn't I didn't grow up in the country, but like it was country adjacent. They were in the country. They had horses. I just, uh, every time I hear the word horses, I think of Kevin Bacon. Horses. <laughs> Kevin Bacon doing Tom Petty. And horses, too. She likes horses. Um, okay. I'm, I'm going to post on the Instagram a link to that. So if you want to see what we're talking about, I'll go check our Instagram. All right. Let's go back to the, the film. So we're the next morning. So we've got this really traumatic move in. Everybody meets everybody for the first time in this family. Uh, the very next morning, Bastion is starting at a new school. Um, he comes down. He's like, I'm not. Guess what? New mom. I don't want to go to school. And then she flips out. She's like, I, I don't know what to do. Uh, well, I guess you don't have to go. Let me call your father. And then. Oh, another <laughs> Ambien and Prozac. <gasps> but uh, it was a weird performance, I got to say. Yeah. She wanted to be loving and caring, but she just came off as uh, incompetent. Yeah. And like, yeah, the dad's like, yeah, yeah make him go to school. <laughs> yeah uh, oh he yells at her he yells at him he's like oh yeah she she, she says i don't want to be too harsh on him and he's like get your butt down here right now let's go hip, 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 oh, yeah. and he's like that's how that's that's what i, I always do day. yeah um uh anyway so we already established the school bullies are 35 years old or older um so they um they they see him they see that he's a new kid and they start picking on him Mm-hmm. I forget why they started chasing him. Just because he ran? Yeah, just because he... So he ran. They started chasing him. 
And There's some of the boiler room. They chase him to they, they, the one thing that it. all high schools in movies have is a giant boiler room. What was the boiler room like in your high school? We did not have a boiler room. Yeah, me neither. Because you know why? Most schools don't have boiler rooms. There's a boiler room at Wagstaff Elementary. And and the but the janitor always like lives basically in the boiler room. <laughs> That's his lair. So Bastion runs into the boiler room, locks the door, um, and then the janitor comes down and is like, You bullies again, I'm gonna get you expelled. And they're like, We weren't really uh they 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 said they tried to play it off, and then Bastion basically tattles on him because he's a tattletale. Um Snitch is the he, correct yeah, term. He's a snitch. He's a dirty snitch. Um, and the janitor is basically like, oh, yeah, I'm, you guys are done here. And then he probably went and like drank a bunch of scotch and forgot all about it. But um, I See, think that is why the bullies are out for blood with Bastion. Because they got yeah. him expelled. But it's obvious that these bullies never went to class, did not care about school. We're going to drop out in 15 minutes anyway. Yeah, I also thought like... And they're like, oh, we our lives are over because we were getting expelled. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get the motivation. Doesn't yeah, work being, for me. The being expelled seems like a relief to these guys. It's already well, it's not even a relief. It's seniors. just like a non-issue with them because they don't go to school. They're at school. None of their employers that they're going to have for the rest of their life are going to check their high school records and have the thought, oh, I see it took you five years to graduate, but at least you weren't expelled. Come on. Yeah. Come join this roofing company. <laughs> yes. Um, so I, I, I just want to say shout out to all the roofers. You guys work hard. I just know from personal experience that roofing companies hire felons, and these people are going to be felons. Not every roofing company hires felons. felons. Um there's multiple attempted murders already in in this movie. Um, so Bastion, I guess, runs back to the library again. He never goes to class. No, this is the first library he runs oh, to. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the kind of Tarantino this. Yes, it comes back to the beginning of the movie. Um, he and goes in. He's he, like, hey, what's up, old guy? Here's my favorite book. Let me go hide in a closet. He goes and hides in the closet, opens the never-ending story, and gets transported to the magical realm of Fantasia. Um, and then we meet. So we're in Fantasia now. Yes. Bastion goes there. He almost steps on a couple of little people, like mm-hmm. little people, meaning like they're like six, six inches tall. Now, when I saw this, it could be the resolution, uh, which I was watching. You this couldn't on. see them at all. No, I can see them, but I'm just saying, <laughs> just saying it, the special effects for these little people Looked so much better than what John G. Dyke is out oh, there. Oh yeah, way better. Well, this movie was bad, but it still had Jim Henson's workshop. Yes. working on it. Jim Henson's workshop was the best thing about this movie. Yeah, they had some real, amazing puppetry. Real up. Jim Hensony. But they did these small people really well. They did an excellent yeah, job. It was at great. This effect at the set, the set design was great. The little people were um, competent actors. Competent actors. They're funny. Uh, we need to make shirts for when we start merch. It's a competent actor. Yeah. That should um, be. That's the highest regard. We say that word a lot. We say that phrase a lot. <laughs> uh, um, it's the highest praise. We the highest get. praise. But they, they were, they were even at parts funny, despite the terrible writing, 
most of their jokes fell flat. Yeah. Um, their their part in this movie was completely inconsequential. Completely. <laughs> the, the, yes, it made very Actually, little... everyone's part in this movie was completely they were inconsequential. Com- well, they were comedic relief, but they failed they to failed. relieve comically. Yeah. Um, and also, they, they knew how to get bashed into the old to some old man yeah man i i started drifting um just my mind was wandering toward the end (laughs) of the movie so um my notes get a little hazy but so he meets the little people then he meets falcor somewhere falcor's just there yeah well we get to the crystal we get to some kind of crystal palace there's and a, we meet some old man. There's a crystal palace. And then Falcor shows up. The old man up. is writing the never-ending story. Yeah, he's some kind of... Falcor is at the crystal palace. Yeah. Falcor um, had some work done. Did Fal- oh, wait, hold on. Do we get the cutscene to the rock monsters? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. That's next. Um, this is some two-bit, no, we have Falcor at home, like, not good Falcor. This is... This is Falcor 2.0, and it was a failure. It was a disappointment. It was a let's do something, let's improve Falcor's look. It, um, it did not work. He looked like a, still looked like a dog, but just a different breed of dog. He looked, he, he looked like a dog. The first Falcor looked like a beautiful rescue that was just like this yes. little angel. Sitting at your local rescue shop, and he was, was really perfect, friendly looking. They tried. I think. I think they tried to make this Falcor look a little more like a dragon, maybe. Yeah, look, it had a longer snout, a little bit, not quite intimidating, but maybe masculine. And it didn't work. It but made I, him look like too inbred. Yeah, he looked like an. He looked dumb. I'm just and gonna say he, that. And instead of being voiced by whatever wonderful talent voiced the first Falcor, yeah. This one was voiced by everybody's goofy uncle doing a 10% racist voice. Yeah. So my, my note says um, Falcor is a big dummy and looks weird. Um, I couldn't, <laughs> but I couldn't remember in the first one, Falcor wasn't like a dumb dumb, was he? No, he was kind of like wise and he was like, and he was like sage, wise uh, and like guided Bastion through. Um, troubled waters yeah this one like he's kind of a dummy the there is a scene in the first one that's always stands out to me something that just pops in my head and i think about time to time the part where atreyu wakes up and uh he's all healed up and he goes oh oh falcor how did i get healed up why am i okay and falcor just goes ho 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 while you were sleeping, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like Falcor did something weird while he was asleep. <laughs> That's all he says. That's just always kind of stuck out at me. Um, yeah. So Falcor was a huge failure in this movie. Yeah, to me, barely Very, under underutilized, but it, but good because I didn't like him. Yeah, he was he was not helpful. <laughs> I mean, and you got like the voice talent really stood out as just being. Oh, this some guys, somebody's goofy friend. Yeah, there, they're like, hey, 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 guys. Um, not Falcorish at all. <laughs> so then, here's the part that you've been waiting for. 
we cut to the rock monster family. Get your motor running. Um, but we, we see the rock monster mom and a rock monster dad and a rock monster baby. Their marriage is shaky. Yeah, their marriage is shaky, but it looked like they, they did a good job with the, with the costumes and puppets. And it everything. looked really good, but it looked like they just took, um, do you remember the TV show Dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> it looked, they definitely used dinosaurs as a prototype for for this family. The way the lips move. The way the lips move. And I think that was Jim Henson's company as well that did that. So it makes sense. Probably the same people worked on it. But the baby was... Acted like the dinosaur baby. I'm the baby. Gotta yeah, love gotta me. Gotta love me. Not the mama. But I mean, that's all I could think of. And their house, like the set, looked like the dinosaur's house. Uh, like I, I tried to watch dinosaurs the other a couple weeks ago. Good. No, it was a very popular show. You, no, I don't think it was. It got canceled after one season, right? I think it was on multiple seasons. Do you remember how it ended? How they ended it? With a asteroid? Yeah, they all died. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, I mean, they're dinosaurs. Of course they all died, but um, <laughs> they, they actually showed it. Like, everyone, mass extinction. The entire family died. So, um, the pe- end. We would love to do another season, but we accidentally killed everyone. Fans, of the, fans of the show were not happy, I don't think. Um, but I, yeah, I tried watching it. And I mean, I only watched the pilot, but I was just like, I actually can't watch this. So the rock monster family, um, how the dad um, gets on a motorcycle, a rock motorcycle at yeah, some the, point. The mom's mad at him because he did a bad job grocery shopping, essentially at the rock gotcha. store. She's a real nag, and so he, she told him all these other rocks to go get. So he gets on his tricycle, tricycle, yeah. this pedal powered tricycle, and he has to bring Junior with him in a basket on the front. Yep. And if you want to see all this illustrated, go to our Instagram. Follow, like, subscribe. Um, There's a great, a great meme on there. Yeah, and of of this whole clip, which is much too long for real, but I left it all in there anyway. The scene is so long. So there, there's another another um, music drop in here. Uh, Born to Be Wild by Steppen Steppenwolf, uh, and they uh, sing the whole he, song. Yeah, they play the entire the rock monster, song. The rock monster gets on his motorcycle or his tricycle, starts pedaling, and starts singing this song. Uh, how he knows Steppenwolf in Fantasia, I don't know. Um, there are several references to human world things that oh, were, several, were really yes. weird. Uh, but sings the entire song. The entire song. They're like, Runs over some kind of jackrabbit. Yeah, kills some things. Um I, yeah, the filmmakers were like, we we paid for the rights for this song, so we're going to use all of it. Do you want to sing the whole song right now for our listeners? I don't. I don't want to sing any of it. Okay, I'll do it then. We sang uh, We sang on uh, our last podcast, I think. Didn't we? Hmm. Did we? I don't know. We sang on one of them. We sang on one of them. I wouldn't have. I wasn't. We uh, do. We do our fair share of singing. Wasn't proud about it. But, um, so... Rock Monster doesn't go to the store. He ends up at the Crystal Palace somehow. I don't remember how. He and the baby are at the Crystal Palace because they get well. There's a there's the a storm. Oh uh, what? Oh yeah, like a lightning storm. Yeah, there's a lightning storm. And oh, because it's the uh, what's the bad stuff called? The 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 baddies, the meanies. Mm, 
It's not from the first movie. No, but they tried it real hard to make it sound like the first movie. What is it called? The um, I think. It's, why it, didn't it's, I write it down? It's the meanies, I think. Not the meanies. The baddies. Something like that. I think it's the baddies. Um. Okay. Well, it's something. Something that sounded real, really, really dumb. And the and uh, they they get the book is what happens. Uh, Sebastian runs off out of the library, and um, Jack Black and his crew get the book. Yep, they get the book. Or he doesn't run off from the library; he gets sucked into the book. Yeah. So then the baddies, uh, Jack Black and his crew, get the book, and they realize that they can just say things and it'll happen. And they yeah, it'll write itself into the book. So they start making bad things happen, and they want the the necklace that the princess has. They know about that somehow. Yeah, it makes wishes come true. Yes, uh, and so the baddies. So something happens now where uh, lightning is coming down. There's a big lightning storm, and oh, my chair just broke. Oh, it does that all the time. Okay, um, and uh, they have to. Um, Go to the Crystal Palace to like say, "Hey, there's lightning." Yeah, yeah. There's no clear motivation for them going to the Crystal Palace, and uh, also Falcor goes to the Crystal Palace. Yeah, they all all of these and characters. the princess goes to the Crystal Palace. So um, it's the old man writing the book, the princess, the rock monster, rock monster's baby, who is called Junior. Yeah, Falcor, Falcor, the two little semi Irish people. Yeah, two little 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 people, and then Bastion. They're all in the Crystal Palace. We should also mention, I don't think we said it at first, that the two little people have Irish accents. They do. Uh, a um, very comical lilt. And then I don't remember who, but somebody in the Crystal Palace made a reference to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and I was, whatever, whatever ounce of me was like invested in this movie left so like <laughs> what how do they know about Schwarzenegger how, how many Arnold Schwarzenegger movies have been released in Fantasia <laughs> and uh, okay so also like right before that there's the joke where they start disappearing the people start disappearing and the old little person man like his he's just his feet hands and head are there and he's like my and then his wife is like oh your body's going and he's like ah your body's went years yeah. ago yeah and i was like i was like this is the dumbest joke <laughs> and it's ever been in any movie we've ever reviewed the nasties the nasties so so close that's what they i i just saw in my notes so Sorry. all those people we just mentioned go to america not just america south dakota south dakota <laughs> <laughs> which true. apparently is where bastion moved to um I only know that. No, they, no, they they got shipped from South Dakota. No, 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 to L.A. No, because Falcor, the Rock Monster, uh, and the Rock Monster's baby are at Mount Rushmore. Yes, which is in South Dakota. But the, uh, oh, but and there's a random the, tree person. Oh yeah, the tree person. There's a tree, the mo- tree monster guy. guy. Yeah, tree guy. Um, totally forgot about him. He was a great character, wasn't he? He had a, another great uncle voice. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um. Basically, I wanted all the people, all the creatures from Fantasia did not care if they made it back. No, they were the worst part of the movie. um, Great puppets, bad characters. Um, 
But basically, yeah, so the tree guy is in the forest, like right below Mount Rushmore. But they don't travel at all to get to Bastion. Well, the 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 little people ship themselves in a box. Yeah, so they went somewhere else. It never says where they are. They're in like some snow covered place. Okay. And they um they magically went uh got dropped off at a FedEx outpost. Okay. Um so Bastion but Bastion goes he gets dropped off right at his house. So his job is to go get the book back from the nasties. Get the book back from the nasties. But then he's got to get the whole crew back together. Got to get Fantasia. the whole crew. They all have to hold hands at the same time and make the wish together, which doesn't make any sense. He could just be like, I've got the tree person here. I wish the tree person back. No. He could be like, I wish everyone from Fantasia was here. And they all get there, and then he wishes them home. If the, if that's a... But yeah, why the, couldn't he do it once one at a time? The, There's no limit to the wishes. This is not Shimmer and Shine, where he's limited to three wishes a day. Yeah, that's unlimited wish. Why doesn't he wish to go back in time? Well, that would be a different movie. That would be a much, much better movie. <laughs> um, but way harder to write, so no. Um, Why doesn't somebody just burn this stupid never-ending storybook? It's more trouble than it's worth. Well, but isn't it like essential to the world or something like that? I don't get it. It's unclear. I don't know. It's essential to the world, but it always ends up at a school. Yeah, just <laughs> at a library. Um, so they end up in South Dakota. Um, oh, one there's one little moment where, so the stepdaughter, I forget her name. Um, what is her name? Anyway, she's like sitting on the couch in their house watching like some music video. It's like a hip hop video. And the mom walks by and there's like the filmmakers take time to have a close up of the mom to show how much sh- she does not approve of hip hop music. <laughs> she's got good values. Just doesn't like hip hop music and she makes a little face. Um, so let's see. The little people mail them so they get shipped. Uh, they find their way into a FedEx box that, and then they spend- that is going not just to Bastion's town. Too bad house. Well, they, they re they redo the label. Apparently, they know Bastion's home address that he's only lived at for two days. That he just moved to, um, and also they spend the whole rest of the movie complaining about how they need to pee. Just pee. Just just pee in the box or anywhere. You're what like else are you going to do? Tiny. Um, you, they just complain about needing to pee. I'd say about five different times over the course of the rest of the movie. Yeah, but they never go. Not 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 I my get, kind of humor. I think their bladder explodes. I don't like this potty humor. No, potty humor is it's nasty. That's something that the nasties would do. And also, these people are um, aged, mm-hmm. uh, well beyond the point where they have bladder control. Yes, they would have just gone. They, yeah. And not said anything about it because it's embarrassing. It's a little embarrassing. But um, so the little people mail themselves to Bastion's house somehow. They know the address. Um, and then we cut back to the Nancy's gang led by Jack Black, who's, I think we find out his name at some point. It's like Sonny or something. But we go to their hideout. <laughs> 
which is in the parking garage of the mall. Behind a dumpster. Behind a dumpster. There's a hole. A, a large hole, six foot by ten foot hole, I'd say. Yeah, and just a hidden room inside the parking garage. Where they have a lot of presumably stolen goods. Yeah, they're basically, it's basically like uh, Dom's crew from Fast and Furious. What? They have a bunch of like stolen goods. Oh, yeah, from the from first their heists. One, from the first one. That's the only one I've seen. You, no, I've seen two. I saw two, and then I stopped. You are missing out. So much. They keep making them for a reason. They keep making them because uh, because Vin Diesel wants them to keep making them. Because they keep making money. That's they why. do keep making money because people are like, how is this going to end? 10 just yeah. came out. They're going to stop after 12. 12 is the last <laughs> oh, one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really showing some There some are restraint. more. There are more good Fast and Furious movies than there are Star Wars movies. Star Wars has only made three Wait, movies. Uh, yeah, but Star Wars has made... Three good movies. Fast and the Furious has at least five good movies. Which one? <laughs> Which ones? One, five, seven, eight, nine. One was watchable. I, I liked one when it came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic film. Then I realized it was Point Break with cars. Yeah. How, how can you go wrong? Um, An idea doesn't have to be original to be good. That's, that's true. Um, that's true. Um, talking about good movies, Never Ending Story three, yeah, featuring Jack Black, featuring Jack Black, so and the, Falcor, the Nasties gang, is in their uh mall parking lot hideout. Um, they're reading through the book, and at this point, Jack Black is just reading all his lines are just reading the book. Yes, just verbatim. What um, just but he's happened. getting like really serious, really into it. He really wants um this magical crystal. Not just to, not just to ruin Bastion's life, but they they mentioned that quite a few times. But he wants to rule over Fantasia, right? Sure, presumably. Presumably, he's got a lot of ambition for somebody who can't finish high school. He does. Like how he how, he can't even like yeah. How's he gonna rule over anything? Um, you can be evil and make good grades. So at Case in point, Elon Musk. At some point, you're right about that. Um, at some point, the sister gets the crystal or the necklace. Yes. She steals it, something. And then she go. She uh, talks back to her teacher. She makes her teacher leave the yeah. classroom. School. She cancels school. Um, that teacher was like, man, she was like the most over-the-top character I've ever seen in a movie. She she gave me Simpsons vibes. Yeah, it was like a cartoon character. Yeah, she was really, really, really going for it. Um, but, but the sister, super annoying scene about her friends have credit cards. There was one of her friends I thought was like one of her mom's friends. <laughs> she looked she looked so old. <laughs> like I legit thought she was just an adult. Yeah, but it was one of her friends that was supposedly like. How old are they? Like 13? But she looked... I mean, she looked like she was in her 30s. Um, And it really fooled me. Um, But... um, So the sister, whatever her name is, decides to go with her friends to... Yeah, made a really big deal about her friends having credit cards. And 
she's like and then they're like riding with one of their friend's moms and their mom's like oh your mom finally got you a credit card too yeah like like that's a good thing that they have to pay off every month yeah <laughs> like there was forms of money before credit cards yeah cash like you could go debit like, cards write a check were there debit cards in the 90s in 94 were there debit cards sure yeah sure yeah checks you just write a check you write a check yeah um credit cards are not free money no i did watch an episode of perfect strangers though where balky uh got a checkbook he got a checking account he got a checkbook and he thought that you could just write a check for what like it was free money oh. and he bought all this stuff for the apartment and found out found out he, he learned a valuable lesson that day yep anyway um so nicole her name is nicole um she takes the she takes the amulet uh to the mall and basically just makes everybody give her free clothes. She's such a she's a bad kid. So now this is where I don't like the way they've written their character. At this point she has been uh emotionally kind of gothic, like a little a little teenage goth emo girl. Mm-hmm. She's been into seal. Yeah. She has played the guitar like Jewel. Yeah. She's been into hip hop. Yep. And now she's clueless. She's a she's a chameleon. Um, the, just just pick one niche. Yeah. But, but yeah, they did they did the whole um, changing into different outfits in the changing room. Girls singing. just wanna have fun. That song did not play. No, they couldn't afford that one after Steppenwolf. <laughs> it's best that blew their wad on Steppenwolf. <laughs> um. So let's see. <laughs> the tree guy just randomly gets delivered with a bunch of trees to Bastion's house. Yes. <laughs> they don't, they don't tell you how he got on this truck, um, how he got involved with these landscapers. Um, but he just gets delivered. And one of the landscapers is like, Oh, this is an ugly tree. Yeah. And he hits him. Hits, hits the tree. No, no, the tree hits the oh, guy. Oh, yeah, the tree hits the guy, knocks yeah. him unconscious. Yeah, what's up with that? Uh, might have killed him. We don't We don't follow up on He's that guy. Very, tree ants are very strong. They are, and they don't know their own strength. Uh, this so guy does guy. not look anything like a tree. Well, he looks <laughs> He looks like a tree, but he no. no way does he pass for a tree. If that was part of the delivery uh, that these landscapers were doing... There would be phone calls made. They would yeah. be like, we got this really weird looking thing. Yeah. Hey, this order's for four what? trees. We got three trees and a Halloween decoration. Yeah. yeah. What, what are we supposed to do with this thing? Um, anyway, the baby is also at the house. I don't remember how he got there. Oh, yeah. The rock monster baby. Very annoying. I, I did not appreciate the voice tone on this because it's clearly an adult. Yeah, talking it's like a, a full grown adult man talking like an infantilized tr- child. Yeah, it was not endearing at all. For this. It was it was an annoying. Yeah. Wait. Um, okay. Uh so the nasty uh the nasties I I guess they start wishing some stuff bad stuff into the real world. My notes get real thin here. Um, Do we skip the part where Falcor goes to the Chinese New Year's festival? We did. I remembered that, but that's the only thing that I remember that, about that part. Okay, so Falcor has um, some of the characters, but not Bastion, on his back. 
I think the baby rock monster's on the back. Yeah. I don't know what happened to the adult man monster. Um, rock monster. He's still in Fantasia. Because remember, he has to go back to his wife and she gets all mad at him. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. like, show oh, back up at the house I with, lost our baby. without his kid. He's like, throws some crumbs of rocks on the ground. He's like, oh, he's in, Sebastian's got to take care of him now. And she's very mad and she hits him with a frying pan and he passes out on the ground. Yeah. Uh, but Falcor goes to a Chinese New Year. Chinese New Year is in like January, February sometimes. Like, I don't know exactly when. I looked it up. I forget when it was, but it's like first weekend of February or something. Yeah. Now, when does school start? Because this movie takes place on the first day of school. Well, it's Bastion's first day of school. Bastion? No. Oh, oh, is it? I, don't I thought it, it was I the don't first day it, of the school year. I didn't get the... I didn't get the, the feeling that it was a first day of school. I think it was just his first day of school. But I wonder how many... Well, it uh, snows in South Dakota. I wonder how many giant Chinese New Year's celebrations are in South Dakota. <laughs> That's true. Um, uh, legitimate question. It was a very big celebration. It was That's huge. why I assumed it was took place in L.A. Or San Francisco or L.A. Yeah. or somewhere on the West Coast. But no, it was. Uh, they were right in the shadow of Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Um, there were some. There were some problems with the script. I <laughs> think no one really thought about it. It didn't really hard. need to exist in the first place. They just wanted to show Mount Rushmore. There's nothing else about South Dakota in the movie other than Mount Rushmore. That is true. It could have. Yeah. It didn't, um, didn't need to be Mount Rushmore. Did not. It factored. It did not factor doubt, into the story at all. I doubt you can film on Mount Rushmore, and even no. if you and even if you could, the, those those I, shots would have been way too dangerous to get. So yeah, they had to reconstruct Mount Rushmore. They probably had that set just in at whatever lot they were at. Like oh, probably from like, Richie Rich. Like movies like this, I I think they look around a lot, they see what they've got, and then they kind of build the story around. Wasn't Mount that Rushmore stuff. and Richie Rich, which was around the same time? Probably, it probably was had something to do with that. And that, or was it Richie Rich? Where like, or maybe it was some spy movie where it was spy kids. No, where like there was like a secret base inside Mount Rushmore. Well, that was uh, National Treasure too, uh, but that was that. way after this. Yeah. Um, featuring Superman. So yes, featuring <laughs> Nick Cage, Superman. Um, so uh, everybody in the real world starts acting really nasty toward each other because yes. of the nastiness that's coming through the book. I don't really get the lore behind all this, but everybody just is really mean to each other. Um, <laughs> the one thing that they, um. So the dad, um, apparently his nastiness was chastising the stepdaughter for stealing clothes. So, and that was like giving in. And the Bastion was like, no, dad, don't give in to the nasty. Like, no, that's that's just good parenting. Yeah, she did <laughs> steal felonious, a felonious amount of clothes. Yes, she did. Um, so then... Um, Bastion, they get taken into the Nasty's hideout in the parking garage. Um, and then I don't know how this worked, but 
the girl started reading and like making stuff up in the book. Yeah. Um, and she gave Bastion like all kinds of karate powers. Yes. I loved, loved just the ironic ending here. Cause like the whole point of the never ending story is like, it's about imagination and how this kid can use his imagination and his ability to make friends and stuff. And then in this movie, just, oh, no, he just needs to be able to kick real good. Just like the, <laughs> laziest, the, the laziest writing just imaginable. Violence. Just like, oh, yeah, you beat him with karate. Um, She's like, but they didn't know he was a third degree black belt. He's like, I'm not third degree. Wait, oh, hey, roundhouse. Yeah, I think they made some kind of. Uh, Seagal reference there they did too. they did say Seagal yeah like Seagal was respected at one point in time he was he was an actual action hero for a minute um, so then they beat the nasties everyone goes back to Fantasia um, and then Bastion rewrites his own story to where the nasties I guess are back in school but they're all nerds now huge nerds um, and then my very favorite part of the movie was the ending when he and his stepsister are walking down the hall and they're just silhouettes and then the music swells and they slow motion jump in the air and give each other a high five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like if me and my brother silhouettes. were, if me and my brother were just like trying to make the dumbest, funniest ending to a movie, that's what we would do. Um, just I don't know who wrote the end of this movie, but or it, the start of it. But the end is just they got tired of writing the movie and they're like, let's just end it. <laughs> <laughs> the end. They um, wrote it all in one day, so they just kind of ran out of time. Had to have, they had to have gotten like you know three quarters of the movie done, and they're like, we got to wrap this up tomorrow, guys. <laughs> so, curse. Yeah. Very enjoyable movie. Very enjoyable. By the way. Yeah. Loved it. Better than some of the other ones we've done? More watchable than some of the others we've done. Yes. Um, uh, we're, well, let me ask you the wrap-up questions. What would you do for the sequel? Oh, man. There is no sequel. This is the third installment. <laughs> this is the end. This is the end. Yeah. Uh, third. Well, I guess maybe, um, maybe it involves Jack Black coming back. We, he's got his buddy Kyle. They're in Tenacious D. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I mean, that's as far as I got. But yeah. It would be cool to have, like, Jack Black. Uh, original that, Falcor. Yeah, original Falcor. Because they found it in that guy's garage. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, I would not make another one. Three was one. Actually, two too many. I don't remember the second one. I did not watch the second one. Um. It had a much bigger budget, I'm sure. Um, what character would you like on a t-shirt? I'm going to go with Rock Monster Baby. Rock Monster Baby? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Or, yeah. Or maybe just all of the Fantasia characters lined up. Just, just like just in a line? Like in a, like a, like the usual suspects? Yeah. Yeah, in a lineup. Okay. Although uh, a t-shirt with the two Irish little people um, just like r- printed really tiny on the front of the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> like you could barely see them. That would be great, too. That would be cute, too. Okay. Uh, what about you? Who who would you have? 
Oh, I want the I want Daddy Rock Monster on his trike. Oh man, that was... like in, like in a big dog fashion. Like you remember those big dog shirts? Yeah. Like yeah. And it says if you can't stand the heat, get your motor running. <laughs> Just mixing those two sayings. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's awesome. Um, how many how many Rock Monster baby diapers do you give this movie? Out of ten. And this is a loaded question, much like those are loaded diapers. Yes, loaded full of pebbles. It's really hard to rate this movie because all of it sucked really bad. Yeah. But there were some good things. Jack Black was entertaining. Yeah. And the puppets and special effects were actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, Should we come up with like a watchability scale? Oh, a watchability. I think we talked about this on the last episode. Like, we'll never watch again. Yes, we did. This this definitely falls in the we'll never watch again. I will never watch it again. Yeah. But I will say that it was watchable. I didn't fall asleep, and I watched it in one sitting. I will say that, like, it was watchable for the first, like, three quarters, and then I was really ready for it to be over. I was, but yeah. then it just didn't disappoint because it totally fell off the rails at the end. It did totally fall off the rails at the end. And it does end with the old man putting the book back on the shelf, which is just wildly irresponsible. This book that causes yeah, who is this apocalypse. Old, who is this guy? He's very he, bad. He's the he, keeper of the book, but he's doing a poor is he job. From, is he the same guy that was in Fantasia writing it? Yeah. No, no. I don't know. Unclear. Unclear literally because the picture on my TV was not clear enough to see this. Or is he just a librarian and he has no idea what that is? He was the old man from the first movie. Character. I don't not remember the same an old actor. man from the first movie. Yeah, he had he like worked in a bookshop. Ba- Bast- oh yeah, the bookshop. Yeah. But Bastion like stole the book, took it up to the attic. Oh, there, there was an old dusty attic in the school. Not enough attics in this movie. Well, they went with the boiler room instead. Yeah. Um. Also, I don't know any schools that have a giant walk around attic. But yeah. I I've never had that sort of access to a school. No. My mom works at a high school. I'll ask her. Yeah, ask her Ask her, her about the boiler room and ask her about the attic. The The school my mom works at is in an old food line. So I don't think they have an attic. But they might have a freezer, a walk-in freezer. Well, they probably do. Our office has a walk-in freezer. It does. It does. It's full of junk. A vestigial walk-in freezer. That, that would be exactly where Bastion would run to to read the never-ending story. be great. Hey, mm. remember the Princess Bride? Yeah, I do. That was also about a little boy being read a book. Yeah, it was <laughs> It was much better than this movie. Yeah. On a scale from 1 to 10, what would you rate uh, Princess Bride? Princess Bride, 10. Okay. Highly highly rewatchable movie. I'm giving, I'm giving this movie three diapers. How about you? Three diapers? That's pretty good. I'll give it three and a half. Three and a half? Three and two pebbles. You're saying you liked it more than me? Yeah. Three and two pebbles. <laughs> what, you think you're better than me? All right. <laughs> Well, you want to take us out on our famous catchphrase? Yeah. Saturday Morning Dads. Part of this complete... Get your motor running. Head out on the highway. Looking for adventure. And whatever comes our way. Breakfast. <laughs>